Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this, I didn't even try. This is a show that I predict that you will enjoy. It features two friends peeking out of their homes to look around in the world and then share with you whether what we think, what? Whether we think it's worth coming out of your home for. And as a note, right now it's not okay to come out of your home. Please stay indoors if you can. Wear a mask if you leave the house. Yeah, he just means spiritually. Yeah. Um, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know. You needed, you needed to, to know. know. So, I'm going to start. Half my mouth is numb, so I keep <laughs> taking a sip of something, and then half of the drink spills on my shirt. And... I don't have wine, so I'm drinking an apple cider vinegar soda. Just, okay. you know, think about that. And, um, first cavities of my life, I got three at once. And, go uh, go home. Yeah, and did I tell you, did I talk about the optometrist on here or to you privately? When was this optometrist? Like a week or two ago? Oh, no, I don't think so. I want to try and paraphrase because I, retelling doesn't really bring across how rude he is. Uh, but I'm still... Anyway, I'll get to that. Uh, I'm missing a tooth. Born missing a tooth. I was also born with my adult tooth being the same size as my baby tooth, weirdly. Because I don't have a baby tooth in my mouth. I have just a tiny tooth that no one knows why it's so small. And I have buck teeth. So I was like, I want Invisalign. And he was like, oh, okay, um, have you actually thought about getting normal, like regular braces, metal braces? Because you have a big gap there, and we're going to want to get you an implant. I was like, no, I don't want an implant. And he was like, no, you're going to need an implant to get your smile okay. And I was like, no, I don't want an implant. Can you just fix my front teeth that stick out? And he was just like, Oh, you're gonna look weird. <laughs> gonna look I was like, uh, I already look like that, so I would be fine looking like I look now, just with my front teeth pushed in. So then he was, and I was like, I don't want my front teeth to move more when I get older. And then he was like, Well, if you don't want to fix them, you might as well not even get braces. Like you might as well just get a retainer. And I was like. Uh, can I just get what I asked for? And then finally he was like, fine. But then like, he, I was like, can you tell me a little bit more about the process? And then he was like, don't worry about it. Yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. They're going to look the way you want them to. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Um, and then Fast forward, this is slightly different, but then, like, the vibe changed because he finally realized he wasn't going to be able to push me around. And then I was like, I have to get filling soon. That shouldn't affect the braces, should they? He's like, not if you get a good dentist, but, like, didn't recommend, just, like, said something under his breath. And I was like, cool. I was like, I'm at this such-and-such dental place. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're okay. I've been in Rittenhouse Square for a while. I've been doing dental work for so many years, but I lie, and these days I change my age. 
And I tell people I'm 55. And I just said, oh, okay. Like, I didn't give him what he wanted. So then it was silent as he stared at me. And he goes, do I look 55? And I was like... You look 85, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't... Sure. And then he was like, I'm 70. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Anyway, why is... What's the point of this? I pride myself in being a woman who sticks to her guns. But... Their price for Invisalign is so cheap, <laughs> and they're so highly rated that I'm still gonna go. And I've told two people that story, and they were so disappointed in me. They were like, so, "I thought, thought you had more pride than that. I thought you'd stick up for like he seems like he doesn't respect women." And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna save a hundred thousand dollars compared to the other place." <laughs> Sorry. Also, he's very highly rated in Invisalign. So I'm just going to let him be a shithead but, and give him a horrible Yelp review at the end of it. Like, he could also just not respect people. <laughs> like, yeah. But, yeah, um, I know. Exactly. So what is this person's profession? He's an orthodontist. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I could see that because, like, the orthodontist, I remember when I went, they were like, here's a mold of somebody who came in and then here's a mold of what their teeth looked like afterwards. Didn't I do an awesome job? And it's like, yeah, I oh, guess so. Yeah, they all fucking pop in. <laughs> so like, but like, I think that they're, they feel like their goal, sort of like if you went in and you were like, hey, plastic surgeon, I'd like my nose to be six inches longer. They'd be like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, I think they feel like it's their job to give you perfect teeth. And it's like, but that's not what I wanted. I Plus, mean, I would love that. I don't have money for that. Yeah. I'm already paying fucking $4,000 for braces. Oh, let's just tack another hey, 5000 You go back, you listen to our episode about dental scans, and you will find out what Marissa is going through. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Actually, my parents called me the day before I got my cavity filled today, because I've never had a cavity before, and then I had three. And my mother's like, I heard a lot of dentists scam people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you think I should get a second opinion she's like just keep an eye on that lady if you have three cavities again yeah I'd somewhere else and i was like yeah i don't know because i don't want to like fuck around anyway getting my cavity filled didn't hurt but it was traumatizing because no one walked me through what was going to happen i couldn't remember it's been a while fuck i just felt so on myself again pete take it from how are you doing I'm doing okay. Work is annoying me. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question, and it's going to be one of those questions where you know the answer that I want to hear. But be honest with me anyway. So we, we're all working from home now, and occasionally I get people who go, you know what, this would be easier to, to talk through on the phone. Can you give me a call? And then they uh-huh. give me their phone number. Uh-huh. And I say, No. <laughs> because I don't have a phone that's paid for by the company and I don't want you having my phone number. Oh, totally valid. A coworker of mine has done this and people call her on like Sunday afternoon with just random questions. And like she's not on the clock, she's not at the computer. Like I don't trust the people that I work with to have boundaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Is that a- or you're just talking yeah no like 
there's a part of me that's kind of like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, is this a concession I have to make because of COVID? You know, like, but I offer to meet with people like in Zoom and Teams and stuff like that. So, well, it makes you feel any better. So, first of all, I would not give out my number unless I was told I had to. And in my job recently, I was told while we work from home, we have to get our work phone forwarded to our home phone. Right. After work, I do the thing where any unknown phone number goes directly to voicemail. So I don't even know anyone's calling me. And for some reason, I, I, I get spam calls from my job all the time. But, yeah, so... Unless somebody makes you, I would say no. And if they do, don't even allow yourself to be tempted to pick them up on weekends. Just do the thing. Just silence all calls that aren't in your context. If I get a call from somebody that I don't want to have, a, this is a bad thing for me. If I get a call from somebody that I don't want the call from, I don't save the phone number because I mm-hmm. never want to hear from them again. So in that respect, I would have to start saving phone numbers, I guess. Yeah. But no, why would you... Why, no, I mean, during work, don't silence unknown numbers. Yeah. <laughs> After Pete, I mean, I get, like, one phone call at my job, like, every three months. Well, In my other job, I used to pretend, I used to go to the bathroom compulsively so I wouldn't have to pick up the phone, which is psychotic. And <laughs> uh, I used to always pretend I was deep in thought when the, when, yeah, I, I will do anything to not, fucking call anyone on the phone so i don't blame you the other thing that i don't put into my argument to people is i don't get paid enough to deal with your bullshit yeah (laughs) during these off hours now if i had a phone that was provided to me and paid for on a monthly basis that would be whatever the phone costs i forget what my last one costs but let's just say like seven hundred dollars and that would be like a cheap phone like seven hundred dollars plus $840, that'd be $1,500. Then I'd be like, I guess I got to answer this thing. <laughs> no, never But because answer. somebody didn't never. provide me with one, <laughs> well, I think it would be, I think it would be inherent in the understanding if they gave me a phone and they paid for the phone that I would be expected to answer the phone. <laughs> but my workplace doesn't have, uh, I guess, the ability to forward the phone call. So instead... Uh, somebody calls me, it goes to voicemail, the voicemail goes to my email, I listen to it, and then I email them back and say, I cannot talk to you on the phone. That sounds beautiful. I say keep doing that. Yeah. I wish every... The other thing that, listen, this is going to be for you kids out there, okay? The other thing that I like about the email is that it covers your ass. If you have a voice conversation with somebody, there's nothing that chronicles what that person said and what you said to them. But if you have the emails, now you still might write snotty things in the emails like I do, but (laughs) you'll at least have the proof of exactly what happened in the email. And sometimes when you pwn your boss and absolutely prove that you were right, they just won't respond. Yep. But you'll know in your heart that they know that they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, Pete. When do you have to you have to teach classes in person or something? Yep, Monday. Mm, okay. What? Why is everyone deciding that when we have an extra COVID strain that is possibly more deadly yeah. and definitely contagious, <laughs> that we'll all go in? By the way, 
just got an email today saying like I'm just really trying not to talk about people in my personal life too late. Uh, my boyfriend like saying, oh, I might have to go to an indoor dinner with the pharmaceutical company. What the fuck is <laughs> the fucking medical industry? Like, were you just fucking waiting, waiting with bated breath for indoor dining to reopen so you can get all your motherfucking doctors sick? And yeah, maybe a bunch of them are vaccinated, but like, they're, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what? I was my like, job, uh, t- on Tuesday this week, I got a COVID test. My job paid for the COVID test. And uh, they have this wonderful policy of, if there's something wrong with you, we'll call. Now, I don't know if you have a lot of experience with tests at the doctor's, Marissa, but you call your doctor and you make sure everything's okay. <laughs> because... <laughs> It's very easy for somebody to just slip the paper into your file and then never look at it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I had the nose test and my uh, nose ran for an entire day afterwards. What? Is, oh, COVID test? Yeah. Sorry, for, I, I misunderstood something you said. I thought, thought you were talking about, you know, quote unquote, the nose test. And I was supposed to know what that meant. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, I, I never got the one where it really shoves up in your, in your, I was say in your face, in your nose. Icebreaker. Excuse me. I hope you don't hate my icebreaker. It's very simple, but it just came to my mind because... We've heard, we've heard this before. <laughs> shut up. I ate six servings of kettle corn, meaning like six servings according to the back. And at first I was like, I'm going to get this big bag of kettle corn. Because one serving barely has anything, but I have no portion control, so I ate it to a point where it wasn't okay. Anyway, if you could pick one single food in this entire world, only one, that would have no, okay, would have no calories, no fat, no carbs, no sugar. You get to choose one. You still can't eat it endlessly because your stomach will still become full. Mm-hmm. But it, like one treat would not make you fat. What would it be? Can I broadly say ice cream? Mm-mm. No, you say what kind of ice cream? All right, I'm going to say peanut butter. Uh, so it's, it's the chocolate ice cream with the peanut butter swirl in it, like the chunks of peanut butter are in it. Oh, ugh, I hate that. Sorry. I would More for me, bitch. With the peanut butter swirl. <laughs> but it's like so two two flavors that are strong. You need the, the delicate vanilla and then you get, ooh, peanut butter. But chocolate, as soon Maybe as they're too strong for you. Pete, I'm a strong, independent woman. <laughs> Okay. Have I told you about my my orthodontist? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Fuck it. Okay. Uh... So the reason is, I like that, but I also like uh, feel like I'm eating fat. <laughs> like I feel like like while I eat it, I'm enjoying it, but I also am just like I wonder where on my body this is going to land. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Um. Oh, a sub-question, though. This isn't the only food I can eat. I can eat other food. It's just that this yeah. food has no dietary repercussions. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, like something that's just like so good you would love it to be like that. Uh, shit, I made you be specific and I now bet, I... I bet like what? I would eat stuff that doesn't taste good too knowing that I could have free ice cream at the end. Yeah, I think Why? this is great. Marissa, make this happen. When are you faced with a bunch of food that doesn't taste good? Um, like... I guess what I mean is I could eat healthier food that I don't like the taste of. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Um, for, <laughs> never mind. Uh, I would say that pizza, but not just any pizza. You know that pizza, like, you know, like Tommy's in Kingston where it's, like, fried Sicilian okay. pizza? Yeah, I want fried Sicilian pizza with basil on it. That I want because you'd be sick a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true, but like, oh god, because there's a I eat pizza a lot actually, but there's like a place that makes like a gluten free like fried pizza in Philly, and like as I eat that, I'm like, woof, like what is this gonna do to me? But uh yeah, I'd like to eat that guilt free. Yeah, I would be disgustingly sick. Well oh, let's let's assume it's gluten free, of course. Okay. Yeah. I'd give you non gluten free if you want, you know? It, it's I mean there's nothing in it, so <laughs> Yeah, true. Oh man, I really miss Tommy's pizza by the way. You do you have you eaten there at all ever since I don't live in Wilkes Bear? Did no. you ever eat I have a couple of times. Okay. It's so good. Anyway, okay. Sorry, not to get too regional. Speaking of regional, thank you so much. You're um, welcome. Today, <laughs> mm -hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a sort of regional holiday that's coming up. Regional for who? And then let me guess. Oh, uh, North America? President's Day? No. Boxing Day? <laughs> <laughs> that's right groundhog day <laughs> oh okay okay so our loyal listener and patreon supporter michael vinos um he runs a website called ground countdown to groundhog day you may have heard the commercials in the last couple of episodes of this podcast so he has in the past suggested that we cover groundhog day and this year because everything it. was falling apart today. I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to focus on, uh, like, my my expectation is that you probably understand what Groundhog Day is. And, uh, you know, like, Groundhog comes out of a hole or out of a wooden tree trunk or something. Um, if it sees its shadow... Ten more days till Christmas. Yeah, if he sees a shadow, it's ten more days till Christmas. And if he doesn't, then that means... Um, fool's gold. Yeah, fool's gold. <laughs> <laughs> Winter is coming. <laughs> so, there are other forecasters, as Michael calls them. Um... And I want Wait, to talk about them. And what are the actual things? They're the groundhogs. Shaggy, which one? I know. I get them confused every single time. Oh, 
So I was like, why don't you correct me? I feel like if he sees a shadow, it means six more weeks of winter. <laughs> Here's... <laughs> How don't you know? <laughs> because I wasn't going to talk about this. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> okay. He's just going to let me say full gold? If a ground dog emerges from his burrow on this day and sees a shadow... It will retreat in its den, and winter will persist for six more weeks. Okay, oh. that's what I thought because the shat. This is how I remember it, guys. <laughs> Although I don't have a lot of confidence in my memory, um, when it sees its shadow, yeah, it's like ah, and then it runs away because it's afraid of its shadow. Oh, okay. but if it doesn't see a shadow, then it is spring is coming up, baby. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Okay. Now it's true that if you look at a calendar you will see that the first day of winter and the first day of spring and the last day of winter and all that stuff, that stuff's already, like, defined on a calendar. So this is sort of like a weather-based tradition. Um, mm. But, yeah, I had a few things that I wanted to talk about, the first of which is one of my favorite parts of Groundhog Day. Um, I love watching the weather on Groundhog Day. Why? <laughs> because meteorologists seem to have a lot of animosity <laughs> towards groundhogs. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? Like, there's, so, uh, for for legitimacy's sake, because, again, I don't trust my own memory, um, in a story called Three Reasons Why Meteorologists Hate Groundhogs, <laughs> um, Louisville, Kentucky's WDRB news director wrote these three things. <laughs> and the reason that I love this is because it's kind of like, duh, it's just for fun. Okay, chill out. Yeah. Meteorology is a science. The meteorologists you see on TV spent years in college studying the science of weather so they can deliver accurate forecasts. They compile multiple, multiple reports each day and constantly adjust the forecast as conditions change. They pride themselves on solid information. Punxsutawney Phil is a shot-in-the-dark guess. Which has nothing to do with science. The small town of Punxsutawney is an economically depressed village which roars to life once a year. After an all-night party with no shortage of alcohol, the brown rat is dragged out of a box disguised as a tree stump. It's Who's a tradition. Funny? Folklore and fun. But there is no science involved. It's like, no <laughs> shit. No shit, bro. Like, <laughs> Wait, who is partying with a bunch of alcohol? Oh, that's what you do the night before. Who does that? People who go to Gobbler's Knob and or who go to Punxsutawney, I'm sorry. Uh, what? People who go to Punxsutawney. No, I heard that part. Hobgobbler's Knob? Okay, that's what you said. I said <laughs> Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thousands, maybe millions of pe people, this is the second, by the way, support and believe what Punxsutawney Phil predicts. If you're a meteorologist, it makes you nervous because people compare what you say to what Phil says. Forecasters shouldn't worry, but it could be intimidating to know that so many people actually do buy into the Pennsylvanian scan. Is if this you, true? I don't believe that. <laughs> there's a better one coming up. <laughs> if you live in Florida, six more weeks of winter means practically nothing. If you live in northern Michigan, chances are snow is something you can count on for 12 more weeks. So, again, um, so the first one is meteorology is a science and the groundhog is magic. The second one is um, 
people believe the groundhog and that ruins my credibility <laughs> as a meteorologist. I don't know if that many people believe the groundhog. I think they just think it's fun. Also, so what? Are you afraid you're going to lose your job to the groundhog? Like, it's not going to make you lose your job. Okay, continue. <laughs> so this last, the last sentence is my favorite part of this, and uh, I'm sure you will be able to identify what the last sentence is by when I stop speaking. <laughs> okay. In television, the television industry, uh, producers bundle similar stories together. Watch this year's news and you will see the Punxsutawney Phil story placed just before or just after a weather segment. Watch the meteorologist squirm as the news anchors drag the meteorologist into the conversation. The meteorologist will keep up the conversation, but they will keep it short and do nothing to move on. Pete, why is it so dramatic? It's an attack on their science. Most meteorologists would pay producers $100 not to be remotely connected to the story. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. I'm like, where are your numbers on that one, bro? I thought you were talking about all these years you spent in college. (laughs) I surveyed 1,000 meteorologists and 25% said they would pay $75, but a whopping 80% said... (laughs) I can't and this, again, not that much money. Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry. Where is this article? Where is this? This is from an angry news director at WDRB in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. <laughs> he needs a life. So my favorite, my absolute favorite thing about Groundhog Day is watching. If you watch the Weather Channel on Groundhog Day, they're even they're like, <laughs> don't even start, like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, um, like, Ginger Z is the meteorologist, one of them on, I think, the Today Show. And she's uh-huh. all, like, always in a good mood and peppy and happy and stuff. And I just I just remember one time where she was like, yeah, uh, Phil saw his, his uh, shadow, but it doesn't matter because it's not real. And it's like, <laughs> God, dude. Like, <laughs> wow. Okay. So my second favorite thing... Um, Relates to the icebreaker I was going to throw at you just in case, but yours is much better because mine, I think, would just make us sad. Um, and it's a group of people taking themselves very seriously. And I can't stand it when people take themselves very seriously. Oh, uh, yeah. I would like to talk about the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club Inner Circle. Wait, wait, wait. What was the icebreaker? Oh, the icebreaker I was going to throw at you was, uh, yeah, talk. Tell me about a time when somebody took themselves way too seriously. Everyone in our MFA program. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that was easy. Okay. I was thinking of a high school history teacher that I had, and uh, he would like ask you a question, like about something in the textbook, and you'd be like, um, you'd be like, so, so Columbus, you know, he was on the Nina, the Pinto. <laughs> Can't remember them all. Um, Nina Pinta Santa Maria. But, but this is the way it would go. You'd be like, so Christopher Columbus, you know. He'd be like, no, I don't know. That's why I'm asking what? you to tell me. <laughs> was he a bitch? He was trying to instill, I guess, like more confidence when ask, answering questions. But he actually like raised my my anxiety when answering questions. Did he actually say it with that tone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is rude as shit. Yeah. Okay. 
Sorry, go on. So I like that icebreaker. <laughs> the Punxsutawney... The bonus icebreaker, guys. <laughs> the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club Inner Circle. Now, if you have watched the Groundhog Day reveal before, or if you've seen the movie, like, they don't make a big deal about it in the movie, but um, there are guys that come out in black jackets. They got black, oh, black sh- pants on. They got a black top hat. <laughs> so glad you didn't. They're basically from the Matrix. And they come out. <laughs> and they're the ones, like, one of them knocks on a door, opens the door, bravely reaches in to grab Ooh. a wild animal <laughs> and pull it yeah, out. Yeah, wild. And my favorite, uh... My favorite Groundhog Day was the day when they pulled him out and they held him up and then the Groundhog just shit everywhere. <laughs> oh, I remember hearing about that and maybe I guess it was from you. And the reason that I loved it is because it should shit everywhere. Like, you're you're holding it up in front of a, an audience of probably, like, thousands of people that are screaming, <laughs> taking pictures. Like, it should be terrified. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't shit more, but also... Do you know if PETA has ever tried I'm, to... I'm sure they have a position, yeah. Okay. I mean, from what I can gather, Phil has taken care of quite well throughout the year. It's just this one day they drag him out and okay. make him predict the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the inner circle is comprised of 15 members who ta- whose task it is to protect and perpetuate the legend of the great weather-predicting groundhog Punxsutawney Phil. Marissa... If you had to guess what all of the members of the inner circle look like. They're all old white men. Yes. <laughs> okay, of course. And out of 15 of them, four don't have beards. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't imagine them all with beards. Okay. Okay. Um, I imagine them all with, like, like old Victorian man guts. Like, 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 I don't know. really sat in the front. <laughs> there are Not a few, I think, front. like that. There's, okay. there's, there's, oh man. Like, so, I guess I'll throw it in here now. If you would like to watch the Groundhog festivities this year, you can't go to Punxsutawney and actually watch it live because of COVID-19. Oh, but that's sad. I mean, it's, okay, but, first of all, I farted. If it's on audio, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot where I was momentarily. Two, um, I distracted myself. Oh, <laughs> two. Two, it's outdoors, though. I don't know. I thought they'd find some way to socially distance to it. That's a shame. I don't. You can't trust these Phil heads. That, mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but that means, of course, that they will be broadcasting it online virtually. I am not confident that the feed will stay live. <laughs> oh, no. And then do you think, like... Based on what I've seen control? from previous Groundhog Day coverage on the Pennsylvania uh, piece, cable network, I guess it's called, mm-hmm. PCN, um, you know, like, music isn't available. It cuts out sometimes. You know, like, there's a couple of things where I'm kind of like, are they going to be able to hold hold this going, you know, keep this going? But, um, yeah, so the the club was formed in the 1880s. And uh, as the legend of Punxsutawney Phil grew, so too did the ceremony that honors him every February 2nd at Gobbler's Knob. The inner circle manages and hosts the event. I'm sorry, the name. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's so let's weird. Just, let's just... Okay. Continue. The Inner Circle <laughs> manages and hosts the festivities of Groundhog Day that culminate at 7.20 a.m. when they don their tuxedos and top hats uh, to help... Oh, I knew it! I knew they had top hats! I don't even know if I saw that, but I was just like, these men with these really rotund bellies and top hats. <laughs> it has to be. They bring Punxsutawney Phil from his stump so that he can tell the world if it will be an early spring or if six more weeks of winter are ahead. Quiz, mm-hmm. Marissa. Yeah. Phil sees his, uh, sees his um, shadow. What does that mean? There are six more weeks of winter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Gosh, Pete. <laughs> you're ridiculous. <laughs> um... The Inner Circle also hosts events and gatherings throughout the week leading up to Groundhog Day, including the Groundhog Ball and the Groundhog Banquet. Mm, are women allowed at the Groundhog Ball? Probably. Probably if you're, like, a wife, but... Mm, are people of color allowed at the Groundhog Ball? Probably not, no. Yeah, I feel like they're not. <laughs> In the late summer, the club makes a trek to Phil's stump. This fists, Marissa... Oh, I can't wait. Hold until I, like, give you the opportunity. Okay. In the late summer, the club makes a trek to fill Stump at Gobbler's Knob to feed him his elixir of life. The elixir is made from a secret recipe and provides Phil with the potion that has sustained his longevity and youthful good looks. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are they trying to pretend it's been the same groundhog all this time? Shh. Yes. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, Pete? <laughs> I bet the 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 useful the youth serum is poison, so that that groundhog dies, so they can get a fresh new one. Because it shit all over me when I pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Okay. This is white. I'm sorry. This is white people shit. I'm sorry. And if you go to countdowngroundhogday.com, Michael Vinos' site. According to the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, there has only ever been one Punxsutawney Phil. He's been alive since the 1880s. Okay. I don't... Okay. (laughs) I have nothing to say. The inner circle acts as the keepers and protectors of Punxsutawney Phil. The Groundhog Club consists of many wonderful members. This is where women and people of color are allowed... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Membership is available to anyone and includes the benefits worthy of being a faithful follower of Phil. Uh, become a member today. Marissa, this year, would you like me to sign you up to be a member oh, of the yeah. Groundhog Club instead of now MUFON? Now that I'm not a MUFON, yes. No, I feel like I should sign you up. How much is it? Okay, join the club. We're getting there. We're getting there. Unless sign I need today. to. Groundhog, member- Groundhog Club membership is 20 bucks. Oh, my gosh. We know what we're getting Pete for his birthday. Don't well, you tell. You get like a 5% discount at the store or something. Like. If they don't ask for ID, I'm just going to give you a junior membership, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. So the last thing I wanted to share um, is basically all of Michael Vinos's, um data that he has at his website. I just want to also apologize to Mike Venus for saying that's white people shit. I don't think you're wrong, though. Okay, but that sounded mean. I <laughs> I appreciate it for what the absurd thing it is. But okay, continue. 
So, um, Countdown to Groundhog Day has the largest collection of forecasters on the internet. Okay. Um, how large do you think that list is, Marissa? This is including... Wait, what are you forecasters? In- People who guess what the groundhog's going to do? Other animals that predict the weather. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, not necessarily animals. Some of them are like an animatronic groundhog puppet. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So they're not just groundhog related. They could be like, oh, Alaska has a has a bison who, if he sees his hoof. Marissa, <laughs> yeah? It's Alaska. It's going to be cold, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, okay, okay. Oh, that's true. Uh, 35. 106. What does every state have? <laughs> does every state have one? I hope so. No. Oh. Give but me an example of some others. Pennsylvania has the most with eighteen. Give me one that I followed would've... by New York. Ooh, I like. This old stomping ground with eight. That's right. Pennsylvania has ten more than the next most <laughs> state. Can you tell me any that I would like? Or would I like none of them? Well, I wanted to tell you, you know, to kind of go in the sequence. Um, this might help you tell me what you would like to learn about. Um, okay. The most that are out there would be groundhogs, especially groundhog uh, alikes, I guess you could say. Um, there are 52 of these locations have groundhogs. Um there's also a bunch that have stuffed groundhogs or groundhog mascots or a groundhog puppet, something like that. Um, but we're looking at things like an aardvark, an armadillo, a beaver, a prairie dog statue, a bullfrog, a chicken. Um, so why don't you tell me a state that you would like to know? I just want to know about the chicken. Going in the opposite direction of what I was saying, but oh, I'm sorry. Go, go, go. I'll, I'll follow along. Oh, of course, we were going to get to that because my guess was that you might say New York, and uh, at Katona, sorry, okay. sorry, New York. Uh, in Katona, New York, they have Cluxitani Henrietta. Oh yeah, I like this. Now she's only been at it for a couple of years, um, and I don't know if her statistics are like good. Like we have what she predicted. Oh, um, the groundhogs are fucking so on the nose. If Cluxitani Henrietta, which is clunky. That doesn't uh, make sense. It's clunky. Oh, did you, were you trying to say clunky and then, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I appreciate it. If she it. lays an egg during the Groundhog Day ceremony, then there will be an early spring. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a lot of pressure for her. Yeah. So no wonder. <laughs> Any other states that you'd like to run through? Um, give me uh, a California. California is on the list. Okay. In California, you have Chuck Wood, who is just oh. an animatronic puppet. Uh, but you also have Ma- Mojave Maxine, who oh. is a desert tortoise. Okay. I don't know where I thought that was going to go. That's better than where I thought that was going to go. 
Are there any crows? <laughs> Since the mid-2000s, a contest has been held for students at the Southern in Southern California to guess the date and time when Mojave Maxine will appear... Uh, will emerge from her burrow. The children submit entries and the winners receive prizes for themselves. Uh, beginning in January, cameras set up. Um, they collect all of this. Basically, the idea is that she returns and during spring. So it's kind of like a different way to go about it. That's cute. Okay. I'm sorry, what did you ask? Are there any crows? <laughs> Are there any what? Crows? Marissa. Marissa. You asked about chickens and you asked about crows. One might think you're turning into a birdhead. Oh, shut up. No, chickens are <laughs> funny and crows are gothic. That's why. No crows. Hey, boo. All right. Although I will tell you about one that I think you'd be interested in. Okay. Or any people. Hey. Or any just like Texatani Tim. In Alberta, Canada. In mm-hmm. the city or town of Balzac, there is Balzac Billy. I like that. I like a band called Balzac. That's, I like that. <laughs> He's going to have a virtual uh, ceremony if you're interested in looking uh, or watching the ceremony. It would start, uh, I can't say what time because it's mountain time and I'm, I'm stupid. But uh, you can check it out at BalzacBilly.com. Mm, okay. About 7,000. Wait, 7, what is Balzac Billy? I'm sorry? What animal is he? Oh, Balzac Billy is a gopher mascot. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I missed that somehow. Okay. What's your favorite? Oh, I'm going to tell you my favorite. Balzac Billy is a man in a a, a groundhog suit. Okay. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to say it without knowing for sure. I didn't want to, you know, ruin the integrity of the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's what I imagined, for sure. Um, Marissa, in Alabama, they have a possum. Ugh, opossums are so gross. Yeah. A small ceremony is held in the radio station parking lot and broadcasts over the air where the winner of the station's possum queen contest reads Sam's prediction. Ugh, I don't like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Where is the other one that I thought you might not like? I'm moving between an Excel document where I've analyzed (laughs) the information. There is a skunk, there is an owl, um... An owl sounds fun. Oh, I'm not a birdhead. Shut up. <laughs> but um, there's also uh, in Brevard, North Carolina, there is a P- Pisga, I guess. Pisga. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that an animal? Pisga Pete, <laughs> who is a white squirrel. Okay. Is that uh, a thing? They gather to hear the prediction of a white squirrel named Pisgah Pete. Pisgah Pete not only predicts whether there will be more winter, but also the winner of the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> now they're just like... <laughs> Their website is whitesquirrelday.com, and if you click on that link, you'll see website expire. <laughs> <laughs> are white squirrels an actual thing, or are they like an anomaly? Like, are they a- oh, no, like it's actually like a white supremacy group. What? No! I mean, I mean, is that like a standard animal you could find, or do you understand my question? That's an interesting question. Or is, or is it like an albino squirrel? That's oh my I god, mean. it is a white squirrel. Yeah, it's a white squirrel. A genetic anomaly due to a mutated gene in the common eastern gray squirrel. I was going to look, but I don't want to look. Squirrels are gross. 
So if you go to uh, countdownogroundhogday.com and you click on Groundhog Day Forecasters, maybe you'll find one in your state. Michael Dominic is in. He's in Arizona. No, he's in Texas now. He's moved so before, but now. Well, Michael Dominic, you can check out Arboretum Annie or Bee Cave Bob. What is Arboretum Annie? Uh, she's a groundhog. Oh, that name is weird. Um, yeah, this is at the uh, Dallas Arboretum and Botanical Garden in Dallas. Uh, she just started in 2019. You and, and um, Arboretum like hard. Cool. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, need- yeah, I did. <laughs> sorry. But, Michael, listen, if you go, there are food vendors, hot chocolate and coffee, a free caricature artist, oh, all and right. a hat decorating booth. Uh, explain. No. What? How the hell should I know? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Why, even out in Idaho, they have Boise Bill, the stuffed prairie dog. So, yeah, Why that's you, just... That seems to imply that you don't give Idaho enough credit to have their own prediction. Well, there's not a lot of people in Idaho, are there? I don't know. I don't even... So, we have two, two I wanted to mention before we're done, and both of them are related in a way. Um, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, we have Will, Will and Wiley, who <laughs> are two grizzly bears... Oh. Now they are in the zoo, and so the bears are presented God, with. Is like, what the fuck? They're presented with enrichments, which I presume means food. It's a very weird way to say anything. One represents spring, and one represents winter, and whichever one they choose or interact with first determines whether there will be an early spring or more winter. That's mm. cute. Okay, yeah, that's cute. Last, we have um, Shapoke. Sheena, which is a dog dressed as a bear pretending to be a groundhog, <laughs> according to Mike what? Michael Venus. <laughs> what? Since 2014, Harrisburg has held a uh, ground dog day. On this day, a dog named Shapoke, Shapoke Sheena, or Shapoke, I don't want to put too much stank on it, um, <laughs> dresses as a bear that pretends to be a groundhog and predicts the weather by consulting with a NASA meteorologist. Say that again slower. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the dog dresses as a bear that pretends to be a groundhog. That pretends to be a groundhog and then consults with NASA. Yeah. That has so many layers they don't even understand. But it's, it's darn a cute, Nessa. dressed up t- times two who is supposedly has NASA connections? Mm, pretty much. Okay, but that's my favorite one, hands down. All right. Okay. Just to make it better for you, if you can check the chat, a picture will be coming <laughs> your way soon. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's so cute, but it looks like a dog dressed like a bear. I don't see the groundhog part. I, also, I think I think we could say pretending to be a groundhog because it's pretending to predict the weather, maybe? Okay. I also don't know how they how they present him consulting with NASA. Probably through satellite or something. <laughs> That's adorable. I wish that's what we had. <laughs> but of course, Marissa, 
it wouldn't be Pete Phillips without going to Eastford, Connecticut, where I can watch Scramble the Duck predict what the weather is going to be like. But okay. During the Duck Day ceremony, Scramble comes out of his house and he sees his shadow. At all. Sorry. If he sees his shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter. If not, there will be an early spring. And you can go to scrambletheduck.org and you can watch Scramble's live prediction. The website is... Um, But you can watch Scramble's uh, make his prediction at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, and you can do it online. I don't know. It's just like calling him like Omelette the Chicken. Like, I don't know. It sounds a little morbid to me. I think if you call it Roasty the Duck, then maybe that yeah, would be like yeah, Scramble yeah, yeah. the Chicken. <laughs> oh, oh, it should be noted, by the way. Scramble the Duck? Punxsutawney Phil is correct 39% of the time. Scramble? 100% of the time. Ooh, nice. Now that's, that's something to be proud of. That's so, a city <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. And like... Their, um, it looks like their inner circle is made up of children, which makes it seem better to me. Mm, because it's because it's not really like taking itself so seriously, you know. Uh, have you been to one of their meetings? You don't know that. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Except the tall one looks like he doesn't want to be there. Well, that's probably because he's a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, and that's adorable. And they don't want to be anywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. I really like that Scrambles the Duck, that's adorable. <laughs> so, um, that's all that I have prepared for today. And it seems like okay. it's been a long enough phone call, so hopefully <laughs> that, is, that is a show. Yeah, that's the way we, uh, <laughs> we cut down our shows. It's time for... Chris, you got any plugs? Uh, you can go first. I'm in a plug. Countdown to GroundhogDay.com. You can have a lot of fun there. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff, and Michael has put a lot of time. I'm so sorry. Okay. Go ahead. He's put a lot of time and effort into like building the e cards and writing Groundhog Day carols and. Making all sorts of fun games like Mad Libs and word searches and stuff like that. So give it a shot. I would say, like, especially if you have kids, I think it's fun. Did you purposely have like a accent when you said shot? Give it a shot. Oh, what did I I say? Give it a give it a a shot. Like give it a shit. Like like a shit. Like a shit. Like I don't know. Like you're trying to be a like a cool. A cool mobster. Yeah, give it a shot, see? Yeah, like, no, I don't, I don't know that that's a cool mobster. But okay, <laughs> no, was that unintentional? I thought I had a plug I really wanted to do, but now I can't remember it. Uh, so I am just <laughs> That came and went quick. <laughs> I'm going to plug, even though, like, nobody has Apple Plus. I don't even have Apple TV. I just have Apple Plus because I have a new phone, so I can't even cast it on my damn TV. But, uh... Apple Plus has an M. Night Shyamalan series called Servant, Servant. which is way better than I expected, Mm -hmm. way creepier than I expected, and takes place in my neighborhood. 
so that was kind of fun. Uh, it's really great. It's really creepy, and um, that's what I'm watching these days. Yes. Seeing, right? Seeing Lauren Ambrose go nuts. <laughs> Is that the red-haired lady? Yeah. Oh, did you watch Servant? I watched season one, and I've been acquiring episodes of season two as they become available. <laughs> what does that mean? It means what you want it to mean. You mean you're getting them but not watching them? No, I'm watching them. <laughs> oh, then what is acquiring? Okay. Uh, I never watched Harry Potter except for the first one, so I have no opinions on the redhead boy, except that, like, I Except thought, that his name is in the Hollywood Handbook song. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I was going to say, he's really hot in that show. <laughs> in a coked-out, alcoholic way. But mm-hmm. when you put that aside, he's really hot. I like his energy, <laughs> his frantic energy. Whereas I'm pretty sure that's the coked-up part. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like the <laughs> minus the coke. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. What the hell was that noise? Oh, that was a motorcycle. I thought it was, but it felt like, okay. Um, I live yeah, in guys. Pete. 570-PODWAD1 is our phone number. That's, hold on. That's 570-763-9231. Um, and if you, give us a call. If you have ever been to, um, what is that place called, like, Grimoire's groin. <laughs> what is that place called where they drink before the before Groundhog Day? Gobbler's Knob is where they <laughs> make the prediction. <laughs> if you are in a Gobbler's Knob, give us a call. I want to hear all about it. Or if it. you've attended any of these. Um, or if you know that a place called Grimoire's groin exists, tell us about that. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Pete, did you Google it? Grimoire? Grimoire, like G-R-I-M-O-I-R-E. Grimoire's groin. A grimoire is known as a book of spells. Yeah, I that know. seems it. accurate for you. <laughs> groin. I'm Googling grimoire. Oh, gosh. It actually does show up. Grimoire's <gasps> groin testicle pain. Grimoire's groin female <laughs> treatment without surgery. So let's see exactly what this is. Why would the witch book testicle pain? I don't... Maybe if a witch does something to your testicles? Marissa's going to make this her next topic, so we'll we'll cover this next episode, guys. We have some okay. research to do, but you don't have to wait around for that, okay? <laughs> okay. Have a good day. Stay safe. And thanks for listening. Slide into my DMs. Bye. 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 Yeah,